Good morning, Hawks. This is a very quick uh, companion piece to the economics uh, homework on stocks and bonds. We're going to be pivoting a little bit to uh, some discussion of investing, which is our kind of consumer ed mandate um, from our second consumer ed unit. And we're still going to do as much as we can to kind of give us some context in light of recent events. Uh, but nonetheless kind of give you some facts. So the first activity um, is pretty straightforward, just trying to understand the three basic kinds of investments. Um, and really there's just two, but the sort of creating a third. Uh, stocks, bonds, and then mutual funds. Mutual funds, as we'll see in a minute, are composed typically of some mix uh, of stocks and bonds depending on the mutual fund. Um, but that's really it. It's pretty simple. Uh, there's a lot of kind of complex advertisements you'll see and, you know, bad podcasts, bad magazines even trying to make things, you know, 20 hot stock, stock tips for 2020 or something like that. But basically it's pretty simple. So um, to speak in very general terms, um, when you buy a bond, you're actually loaning someone money. Uh, so you are the lender. Uh, and with that comes more safety, more security. You have contractual rights. When someone owes you money, you have to be paid for, you know, if the, if the business were to go out of business or the country even, you're sort of first in line um, to get paid before any other obligations. So um, bonds are considered more safe, more secure, more reliable. Um, but the trade-off for that lack of risk is relatively less return. It's not to say you can't do well uh, investing in bonds or that some people don't even trade bonds and do really well. Um, but at its simplest level, it's a safer investment. Uh, so in times like these, um, sometimes we're seeing the stock market move. It's very crazy. Um, 7 to 10% in a day really crazy, very volatile lately, a lot of ups and downs, um, probably causing a lot of emotional <laughs> difficulties for people. But, um, you know, a bond is sort of like a ballast in a boat, if you know what that is. Uh, keeps you steady, right? Um, yeah, it will move for sure, but it's relatively stable, so considered safer. Um, and when we're talking about bonds, just to be clear, we're talking about investment grade bonds, we're talking about US government debt of various flavors, um, treasury bonds, um, or maybe the debt of large corporations, things like that. Certainly there are risky bonds. Um, if you invest in bonds from a country in financial difficulty, a state in financial difficulty, or a company, um, you can uh, be taking in quite a lot of risk, actually, despite the fact you're investing in bonds. So when we're talking about bonds, we're usually, um, even if we don't say it, we're talking about these kinds of safe bonds like the government. Um, the U.S. government is considered essentially the risk-free return in the investing world um, because the government, in theory, will never cease to exist. Uh, and if it did, we'd have a lot of bigger problems. You probably wouldn't be here to worry about your bonds. Um, it can always raise money by simply selling other bonds, uh, printing money, raising taxes, 
um, it has almost an unlimited ability to pay back its debt. So when you lend to the federal government, it's considered risk-free. Right now we're seeing um, interest rates, which is, as an investor, that's your return. We're seeing interest rates on bonds very low um, because people really want them because in this time of a lot of anxiety and chaos and the markets, the stock markets are crazy, people want that safety, so they're willing to take almost nothing as a return just to keep their, uh, what we call their principal, their initial investment safe. Um, so anyway, in summary, a bond is you are loaning someone, again, we're talking about bonds, we're usually considering investment grade bonds and things like the U.S. government, you're loaning someone money and they agree to pay you an interest rate plus the original investment back after a certain period of time. If you look at bonds, you'll see they're usually expressed in years, um, 10 year, five year, 30 year, uh, or sometimes even like a date. Uh, that's when the bond matures. That's when the borrower has to pay you back whatever you gave them. And along the way, they pay these interest rates. So considered safe, right? Older folks, um, close to retirement, for example, want to have more bonds and they can't afford to uh, lose a big chunk of their money in most cases. Stocks, on the other hand, um, you are an owner of a business. Um, even if you have just 100 shares, you are an owner just like anyone else. Well, some companies might have special share classes that protect their founders, um, give them more voting rights, things like that. But in general, in general, you're a shareholder just like anyone else. And you have a claim on both the current and future profits and value of that company. A stock gets its value both from its ability to produce a stream of profits in the current time, but also in the future. Uh, and so that's why sometimes you see companies who really haven't made any money, um, like I think lately Zoom is worth more than the airlines. You see them worth a lot of money because people think this future potential is very great. Now that may not happen. And this, any stock, um, based on that could be wildly overvalued and so sometimes you get these big swings um, as we learn more about a company or see events unfold. Um, but that's fundamentally what a stock is. Rather than being a lender, you are an owner. Uh, and along with that comes great potential. If you owned anything, you could, you know, the sky's the limit essentially. Um, but also much more risk. Businesses fail, times change, product that looks like something we'll always need we may not need sooner than you think. Um, even if you look back historically at any individual company that was dominant in its time, it usually has a relatively short shelf life. Um, now, stocks as a whole um, have returned more than bonds over history. They've been more volatile. They have more years. They lost a lot of money. Um, but as a whole, they've done way better than bonds if you sort of just looked at the stock market writ large. Um, the problem is or the challenge is sometimes individual companies go bankrupt or cease to exist. Or like I was saying, the thing that seems impossible to live without is pretty quickly put out of business by some new venture. So um, that's the kind of difference, right? Stocks, you are the company versus just lending someone money. And that has a lot more risk, um, but also a lot more reward. Uh, so that's the fundamental difference between those two types of investments now again a um, ton of different stocks of individual companies there's you know ton of different bonds of individual um, people seeking to raise money um, but in general that's what the two things are um, finally we get to mutual funds which really aren't technically a separate thing but i thought i'd talk about them separately um, it's how many people invest 
if you someday have a retirement account, um, a 401k for example, you'll probably be investing in a mutual fund. A mutual fund seeks to provide a, you know, so-called retail investor, you and me, a normal person, someone who's not a, you know, financial a banker or something like that, um, a way to invest in a relatively simple way in the market. So mutual funds might own hundreds, might own thousands of stocks, a single mutual fund. So it's a way to diversify, to not put all your eggs in one basket, um, and to kind of uniquely tailor, um, with a relatively modest amount of money, um, your investment goals. So I can have as little as $1,000, say, or even less, and I can buy a mutual fund that maybe has 80% in bonds, or 20% in stocks. Of that 80% in bonds, it might own hundreds of different bonds. Of the 20% it has in stocks, it might own thousands of different stocks. So I can essentially um, buy the market like I have millions, even if I only have a relatively modest sum. Um, so it's sort of like, I say it's like a basket. It's a basket where some company has put together a kind of a bunch of stocks slash bonds, one or the other or both, um, in hopes that that basket will be what you really want. Um, and then you own them just like you would if you were buying them directly, but through this basket. So, you know, if, if I uh, get a basket of different kind of chocolate, right, I still have um, maybe Hershey Kisses in there or something, but um, it's not all I have. And I bought, fundamentally, I bought the basket. I didn't buy those Hershey Kisses directly. So in general, um, that is what a mutual fund aims to do, provide um, diversification, broad exposure to a bunch of different investments. Um, it's designed for air quotes, you know, normal people seeking to put a few dollars away here and there on their maybe their road to whatever their financial goal is, typically retirement. So that's all for today. I hope that, that helps you with that assignment. Um, the readings will say more. You can obviously listen to this more than once if you want um, and take a look. So, uh, give me an email or post on the classroom if you have any questions. Uh, usually this is a multi-day activity, um, so I hope that these few minutes did the job. Thank you very much. Have a good day.